0: Welcome to the Live, Laugh, and Love podcast. It is my prayer that you're living your life to the fullest, laughing through the ups and downs, and loving others as Christ loves you. This is your fabulous host, Minister Devon, bringing you the truth with lots of inspiration and a whole lot of love. Now let's get into it. Have you ever had somebody that constantly take credit for stuff, and they don't even deserve the credit? It's dangerous to steal credit from God. Moses learned this lesson in the wilderness. God told Moses to satisfy satisfy the thirst of the people by going to a certain rock and speaking to the rock, which would produce enough water to satisfy their thirst. But in response to the constant complaining of the people, Moses, in anger, he struck the rock instead of speaking to it as instructed and gave the impression that it was he who was providing them with water instead of God. He took credit for God's miracle and his punishment was that he wouldn't be able to enter to the promised land. In the last days, he climbed to the top of Mount Moriah and viewed the promised land, but he never stepped foot into the land of promise because one day he took credit for God's miraculous work. The Braggart's conversation is filled with I and my. The believer's conversation is filled with thanks be to God. But we have to learn that we should give God praise for all he has done for us. When we have done nothing on our own, but all have come as the result of mercies and favors of God. But braggers shows that there is a inside problem within in acts 12 harold was stricken by the angel it was discovered that he had worms that was eating him up from the inside he was smitten by the angels of the lord but the worms had been eating away at him for a very long time it didn't just uh, uh show it is the same thing that happens when we slice into a a red apple and discover that a worm has been living inside. And we all ask the question, how in the world did that get there? There ain't no hole on the outside. There is no bruises that obviously indicate something is wrong with this apple, but there is a worm inside. Somewhere before the apple made its way to the table, a fly using something we would call a stinger or shoot punched an almost invisible pin size hole in the apple and deposited eggs into that apple. But that apple then had this worm growing in the inside with its fat and sliminess eating away its inside. The outside looked perfectly uh, uh, well, but the inside was infested. Now, in the spiritual sense, the same thing happens when we first begin to feel that we don't really need worship or praise or to serve God on a regular basis. It's like a little pinhole that leads to skipped worship and failure to read our Bibles and short prayers. And then there's shorter prayers and then there's absolutely no prayers. Inside, the little worm of self-reliance grows bigger. We feel we can succeed in schools and businesses and politics and life without God, at least not in heavy doses. Like Harold, we took the same on the outside, but in the inside, the worms are growing. Yet there are certain fruits that have no worms, oranges, tomatoes, and lemons they free from worms. Why? Because there's too much citric acid in them. Worms just can't live there. We are the fruit of the spirits as Galatians 5, 20 through, 22 through 23 states. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. When our lives are filled with righteous living, regular worship, and praise and service to other, it puts together a citrus mix that's so strong that the worms can't get in. There are so many heralds among us today. Some like Harold are living lives by their own rules. Some like Harold view themselves as above the laws of God. Some like Harold are violating God's law about relationship and marriages. Some like Harold are beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, they're supper for the worms. Anytime we begin to believe that we can make it without publicly worshiping God, we are getting ready to be supper for worms. Anytime we begin to believe that regular praise and worship is not necessary, we are getting ready to be supper for the worms. Anytime we begin to believe that we can just keep asking for blessings without showing God some love in return, we are getting ready to be supper for the worms. I don't know about you, but I have found out that when God has done something good for us, we should be willing to glorify him and show our gratitude too. We should tell it on our jobs, tell it in the songs we sing. We should tell it in the joy that bubbles in our soul. We should give God the glory for taking our bitterness and turn it into sweetness, our sadness and giving us joy, loneliness and then giving us companionship, emptiness and then giving us fulfillment, Failure and showing us the victory, discouragement, and then giving us the encouragement. More than that, we should give God glory for saving our souls. I don't know about you, but every now and then I want to tell somebody that I serve a good God. I want to tell somebody that He carried an old cross for me. I want to tell somebody that He died on Calvary. I want to tell you that He rose Sunday morning from the dead. I won't be supper for the worms. Because every chance I get, I'm going to praise his name. Don't take credit for where credit is not due. Until next time, live your life to the fullest. Laugh through the ups and downs and love others as Christ loves you.